Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion. Hosted by Melanie Don, me, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. And today we are going to talk about, oh, hi guys. <laughs> hi. I'm already jumping in. You know me. Let's just dive in. Um, today we are going to talk about uh, what holidays are going to look like with our new perception formed, how, how things are going to be Christmas-wise. Yeah. Uh, and how you're coping. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> how well, you're coping through COVID Christmas. I could really brand this, you know. It is. I, I've already, like, we don't watch a ton of TV, uh, like real TV with commercials, but the commercials are already there. I saw these grandparents be like, the kids are up. And then they like ran to the living room under their tree and grabbed their phone and looked at their kids on, like their grandkids. It was, it was oh. a commercial, present time. So Whoa. I was like, okay, we're going into isolation for Christmas. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, the commercials are already predicting it. Well, we're, we're feeling it for sure because this is the year. Um, so we go back and forth for, you know, in-laws Christmas, right? We do Bryn's in-laws and then mine um, or however that, how people say that. And so this year is supposed to be the Ryan family Christmas. It's supposed to be my family Christmas. And uh, my parents aren't coming up because they live in Missouri. And so mm. for them to come up means essentially that they come up. If they live in our house, then everyone in our house has to isolate for two weeks and can't go anywhere. And, uh, and then when they go back down, they have to isolate. And so it's just, it doesn't make any sense. And then we can't fly down there because that's a four week holiday for us, essentially going down there to quarantine and then coming back up. And yeah. Wow. How is your parents, how is your family taking that? How are you taking that? Uh, I think it's really hard. Like, I think it's hardest on my mom because she's just so excited to have a new little grandbaby. And this is the first grandbaby and um, this is his first Christmas. And, you know, Aww. there's like a lot of firsts going on there that are not, um, you know, not occurring or whatever because of, uh, because of this. So I think that that's really tough. Um, and then like, I think that uh, I'm always like a... <laughs> Like I, I don't dread things nor get excited about things until like kind of the day has arrived. So I'm not really, um, having a lot of emotions right now. Um, and I mean, there's a part of me also that's just really excited not to be traveling for Christmas because we've traveled for every single Christmas that we've been together. Um, so there's aspects that I'm, I'm just like kind of looking forward to having Christmas at home. And I'm glad that like my brother lives with us. So I'm glad that you know, my, I still feel like I get my family time in and then Bryn's family's local. So we'll probably see them. And, you know, I think, I think it'll be okay, but I think it'll be hard on my parents who are in Missouri and don't have any family nearby. And that's, you know, hopefully they'll go see the neighbors, but that's kind of, that's kind of it. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I usually, um, I had a ho I, I host most of Christmas here. And so it's a lot of work for me. And I didn't, I guess I never really appreciated how much I enjoyed having everybody here because we've done Easter alone. Actually, I don't even think we did Easter. Um, and then we did Thanksgiving, like just, we have a, a unit of four. So the boys and us, but, um, I really like, I could even cry thinking about it. I really, um, to think about Christmas alone sucks. What are you guys doing, Jen? Uh, we flip back and forth between families too, like Blake's family and my family. And so it is my family this year. So it worked out 
that way in that like because like even interprovincial right now is very mm-hmm. even shifting. age category my parents are local like my mom is like she's like gung-ho she doesn't care guns ablaze and she'll come for christmas but my dad is um he's high risk category so he's been pretty isolated he's yeah. on his own he just had his birthday he did it on his own and it's like yeah, it's pretty tough. I think it's really okay. tough on people. Can we go into the mental health of this for a moment? Because this is, yeah. uh, like, Blake's grandpa is in, like, an assisted care since COVID because he fell and has health complications. And so he's not allowed to see anybody. His wife is allowed to come in for an hour a day. She has to book it 24 hours in advance. She is the only one that is allowed in that facility. No other family member is allowed. And even for like mealtime for him, they, he isn't like super strong on his feet yet. So they roll him up to a table, a six foot table, and there's two of them at that table at either end. And so it's too far even for them to have a conversation. So he is by himself all of the time. And it just like breaks my heart mm-hmm. of, does he want COVID? No. Mm-hmm. Is he... And his mental faculty is all there? For the most part. It was like a little bit gone for a couple of weeks there, a few weeks, but like he knows what's going on. He knows his wife's in. He knows he's lonely. He knows he's mm. depressed. He knows like the, just the quality of life that he's receiving right now to protect him from COVID that he doesn't get a choice of, that's just hard for me to stomach. I don't know what the answer is. I'm not saying mm-hmm. through the system, it's all wrong. Like I realize that it's in place to try to protect people, but that's a long time for somebody to be by themselves and not have loved ones. And it's a ton of pressure on grandma. She's the only oh, one that absolutely. can go. She's the one who has to go in there and try to, lift his spirits for the hour a day she's allowed to stay with him. There's just some things that just don't make sense to me. Like, why can't she stay there longer? Why is it an hour? What is the difference? The if memes like, there? have you guys seen the memes where they're like, uh, it's a guy hiding behind a tree and really not much of him is hidden. And it's like COVID waiting for, to see if you're going to the bar or the grocery store. And it's like, it's so true. Or like it, if you get if you get let out of the bar at 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. and it's like the the time stuff it doesn't make a lot of sense to me either um i a girlfriend of mine that's in dc her grandma who raised her is in a home and i believe she has dementia but she's just like she's so attached to her she's her everything and they haven't seen each other like been able to touch in so long and she's watching all of the workers leave and come and go and she's like they have their own lives interacting with all their people and she's like and here i am and i'm not able to come and go and see my grandma like it's confusing and it's hard and Mm -hmm. um a lot of people are struggling you see it come up and i'm just wondering what the holidays are going to look like if this is going to be like a breaking point for a lot of people i haven't seen my nephews since covid that like that's a long time for little people my brother is high risk as well and they've just um been like self-isolating pretty much he goes to work but that's all yeah they they go to the grocery store 
they'll uh, put garbage bags on the counter, put their groceries, wipe them down. Like it's a big, like it's not normal life. Like I'm living here. Mm -hmm. So I can't go there because I'm still going to restaurants and I'm still doing normal life. And I respect that. I, I absolutely respect that. But so just so we don't end up like making a Christmas episode that's kind of doom and gloom. A bummer. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do we have any thoughts or anything that we can share as far as like um either something like I don't know if we're grateful for something or coping mechanisms or something that we can do to mitigate some of this like kind of bummer mm. stuff. A new I, tradition. Or I something. have like one beacon of like specifically one beacon of hope or whatever that like something that I'm really grateful for is that my my son is really interactive on FaceTime like so if you put like so if my mom sits on the phone and I put it in front of my son's face he'll talk to her like she's in the room like it's it's pretty cool and it makes me really grateful that we do have like I know we've discussed technology being kind of an issue um, but I'm grateful that we have technology that that we can keep that connection so that you know like, cause you know, how much would it break my mom's heart for her to meet, you know, my, my son when he's a few mm-hmm. months old, but then have to like reintroduce herself, you know, yeah. a year later. That's magical. And that so really is magical, right. It, like to me, yeah. it feels like a, like a bridge, which is, which is nice. Plus she's already talked about how she wants to get in on FaceTime like Christmas day. And, um, we have like, I have all sorts of like, you know, whatever iPhone holder devices, and so I'm going to set up the iPhone and she's going to project her, our image onto their TV screen where their Christmas awesome. tree is. And, and that's, we're just going to roll with that for, so you guys are going to have the hours. commercial COVID Christmas. Yeah. yeah pretty, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. 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 It's cool. been interesting. Cause like, you know, we are a family, uh, I get to have my boys here and that's nice. But you do miss the extensions and and all the, and even the stragglers. Like I used to get stragglers. We'd have my neighbors from down the street join us. And it's like all of that spontaneity around the holidays is gone. So looking ahead and planning and seeing like how you can still make it pretty magical. It is cool that your mom can probably even see him more than if she lived in town. Uh, Yeah, probably to an extent. It's, I mean, I think, um, like, and then uh, like the introvert in me is like also because we do spend (laughs) our, like we go to Christmas at his mom and dad's and then we go to Christmas at my mom and dad's and it's back and forth all the time. There also is a part of me that's kind of like grateful to have Christmas in my home where it is Mm -hmm. kind of just us, like that we'll get kind of that little chunk of time. I I feel like kind of grateful for that too. So I think there's a lot of people with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Like we started doing that a couple of years ago, three years ago, probably, because we jumped around lots too. And I love people and I love our extended families and it would always be rather large get togethers. But I started with the rule. It got broke a little bit last year just because of the way we were traveling, but we have Christmas together as the five of us. And then we will do supper or something with extended family but not to have everybody and I was raised that way like we always lived away from our family so we would go back to Saskatchewan and there would be like 20 people Christmas morning and it was cool and I always thought that was like the funnest part of Christmas of all these people but when Blake and I started doing it a few years ago I feel like I experienced my kids in a different way when there aren't all the distractions around Mm -hmm. so I really personally love 
having those times with my little people because my little people are growing. <laughs> They're going to like, they, you know, like this, my baby is six guys. Like I don't have a baby at all anymore. And it's really cool. Like even just watching, I was getting, he was crazy with the tree last night, setting it up and just like <laughs> as fast as he could, everything was going so fast and doesn't matter that anything's glass and one thing got smashed and I was like, whatever, it's not a big deal, but like, let's just slow it down a notch and jump it off. like my chair. house still. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, no, this is awesome because there will be a day that he slows down and isn't as into these things. And I think this year will allow us to just kind of soak a little bit more of that in. There's definitely bad parts. Like, you know, like I want to see more extended family and don't want the world to be in this place or all of that. Right. But really just trying to be like, what kind of cool tradition can we start that maybe it's only this year's tradition. <laughs> Who yeah. knows? I don't care, but what kind of cool yeah. Like, are we, what are we going to do? And like, just trying to go a little bit extra on some of those things instead of having all the extra people, I guess. That's funny. Cause that's something I've taken out of this year is like, I didn't, cause there was a part of this that I was like, Oh, I'm, I am really, I am really excited to have this nice quiet Christmas morning with my husband and my son. And like, to me, that is magical to have this like really intimate little, you know, squish that we're going to, we're going to get. And I think for me, this was like a realization of, Oh, you know, Hey, at least this isn't 10 years down the road where I realize that this is important to me. Like this is his first Christmas. I'm going, Oh, I, I need to make time for this. Like I need, this is important that even if it's not the whole day, but even if it's just that our family has that morning or that something where it's like just us and we can experience our Christmas as our new family. And, um, and then we can kind of share that with like a big fleet of people. Cause Bryn's side of the family is huge and my side of the family is not as huge, but, um, but it's still like, there's still a lot more action going on and there's, you know, more, more everything. And I, I've even found too, like when we have gone to my parents for Christmas, then we're inviting, we are like, you know, we're playing games at the neighbor's house or we're in with like, we've got my aunties and uncles coming over. So it still ends up being this big thing. And, and you're right, Jen, it's like so fun. And it's so nice to like have everybody there. Um, I think just what this year made me realize is I didn't know that I wanted, you know, I didn't know I wanted it so bad to have like even, you know, a morning to myself extra bonus of COVID. So because we did ours <laughs> three to four years ago, there were some hurt feelings of people that I like took it really personal that I didn't want to spend Christmas Eve night at their house or Christmas morning with them. Uh, it was just like, well, this is a family tradition. How can you go against this? Like, what did we do to offend you? Or like all of these things. And it had nothing to do with anybody else. I just really wanted this for my family. So you will see if you like it this year and the boundary is already set and nobody can be offended. Yeah. We've always, um, we've always like my, my parents, if they want come in the morning and, and watch the kids, but as they've gotten older, uh, my brother has younger kids. So they kind of go uh, bomb his house. So we always, and, and over the last few years, have always had our mornings to ourselves. So maybe that's why I miss so much the dinner, the gathering and being able, I think I just miss gathering. I know. Yeah. It's different. Until so, it's happening. And then I'm like, when can I go to bed? 
(laughs) (laughs) Mine is the dishes. I just like get so overwhelmed by Christmas dinner dishes. How can there be so many dishes? (laughs) And I'll try to mitigate them like, like, or like the amount. So while cooking is occurring, I'll be washing dishes. So then it's also by like the time later happens and there's still so many dishes that I'm just like, but I did so many like, and then, you know, heaven forbid, then you sit down and then you just sit there and feel like, but everyone now thinks I'm a lazy cow, but I did all those dishes <laughs> before. <laughs> I'm like going to have like a Yeah, the judgment like of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got to drop a mint in the jar for every dish you do. <laughs> Uh, I had a, another thing I wanted to bring up. It's a, it's slightly off topic from from this, but just this month we decided that we were going to kind of do something a little bit special and do things just a tiny bit differently in our podcast this month. And so each of us is actually going to have our own little special episode. And it's kind of what we thought would be cool as an offering to our listeners um, just to have a little bit more of, um, I guess, like an experiential um like an experiential, an experience for our circumstance. I can't talk right now. So um, each of us is going to host our own episode and it might not be like a full in length episode, but we're all going to share one of the things that we do at the end of the year or the beginning of the year. So we're sharing these things that we're doing and, um, and then hopefully there's something that you can, you know, take with you or integrate or help you to have like a better, more peaceful either maybe holiday season if they're stressful for you, or maybe it's just bringing in the new year with some like hope and some ambition and some good goal setting. I'm not sure exactly what we're doing, um, but Melanie- Sponging is everyone. Melanie is going to offer us a meditation in one episode and Jen is going to do an episode on journaling. And then I'm going to do, um, I'll share a tarot spread and talk just a little bit about how I use tarot to um, kind of forecast or set the tone for a new year. And so um, it works out really great from someone who is a writer because we've got Jen journaling, Melanie meditating, and Tanya tarot. So see how that alliteration just is like, mm, it's just so so good, so (laughs) good. Um, Do you guys have, do you know what you're doing yet as far as your episode go? Do you want to keep it a secret? Is this a, a surprise? I'm pretty much a procrastinator, so that's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally like, I'll either do it right when we get off here because I'm in the zone, mm-hmm. or yeah, I'll do the same. I don't like pre-think things out. Like I have the idea of what I'm sharing because it's something that we do every year. Um, but I just roll with whatever comes through. No, that's good. Do you know what that is in my opinion? So I know that like the classical... The classic thought is to be prepared and stuff, but some of the, some of larger opportunities I've had, I haven't went in prepared exactly. I've went in trusting and then you go in. So I know that we joke with ourselves or procrastinating, but that's because we were raised by the decade that goes like, you have to be prepared. You got to do all this stuff. You got to have this ready. Um, And I think we're moving into um, a different vibe as a culture and as a society, or I hope we are into, into a trusting state, which is, uh, is still prepared though, if you think about it, because that means you still have like, you know, how many years or how much time you've invested into your knowing. And then you just yeah. go into situations where you trust your knowing. Yes. Um, and I think it's letting go of perfection. I went to an event a couple of years ago and it was so freeing. She got up on day two or at some point and said, this is working out really cool. Like, I don't plan how these things go, but I'm really liking how this is going. And I was just like, 
That's so freeing. I was stopping myself from doing so many things. That's how I do all of my programs. That's how I do all of my coaching. I don't, Mm -hmm. there's like very little pre put into it. And I just let it flow the way it's meant to flow. And I trust it's the ultimate form of trust, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did, uh, when I first started teaching meditation or guiding meditation, I would have a script and I would read from the script. And one time I forgot the script and I was like, oh, F. (laughs) <laughs> and I just about crap my pants. And then I started um, not working from a script and everything just was way more magical. Uh, coaching, when I first started, like my practicum people, I was very rigid and I look back and I was like, I don't feel like they got a hundred percent, you know, cause I was trying to stick to yeah. uh, a rigid system. And now I don't, it's like, uh, I'll usually get a download before we meet or during, and that's what we work on that day. Yeah. It's, it's not like I had a workbook. It was all designed. Here you go. Fill this out. Do your stuff. Go to school. Go to coaching school. Right? <laughs> yeah. that, like, I, we talked about that in our uh, episode of how like the people that can move through needing to be that rigid and that linear in their processes, that's where the bigger transformations happen with people instead of being like, it's a little bit of my issue with some of the coaching certifications out there of like people get so stuck on these are the way it needs to be. Whereas like, it's not that way for everybody. That just reminded me of the stages of grief, how everyone thought that they should cycle through the stages of grief in a linear way, but they're really like, Oh, you're going to do one and then five and then three. And then there's a six stage. Yeah. So that's very, wow. Yeah, it it leaves room for um, grace. If I can use like a music or like a show analogy, what I would go to would be um, that I always had a set list, right? So I went in prepared in that it's like, okay, I have a rough plan, but I also went in prepared to deviate from said plan based on the audience that was in front of me. So if you're, if you've got people and you're like, okay, so you're working with a different demographic or you're working with like, you, you just notice the jokes are landing a little bit dif- differently with this group, then I can, I can kind of cater that show to the people in front of me to make it a more enjoyable experience. If I am listening and being in that kind of yeah. like receiving space and that go that flow with space um and i i actually think that that can be more challenging um like well especially can like from a music standpoint because you have to have more materials prepared if you're going to be like mm-hmm. going off of your plan versus like just your plan so i think sometimes too that kind of playing playing it by ear so to speak it can it can we've been taught that that, you know, we're procrastinators, we're not working hard, that kind of thing, but it can actually be more challenging to be working in the moment than, um, than to have everything kind of like rigidly planned yeah. out. So anyways, mm-hmm. I mean, they all roads lead to Rome. If you're a planner, you're a planner. And I think that that's, that's great. And that's how you do things. I, I always see it as like a being in collaboration with. So I'll, I'll generally go into something with a plan, um, like shows and everything too. I like having a set list for me, make sure that I also don't end up saying, um, every five seconds, because I can't be making the plan on the spot either Mm -hmm. and going, "Mm, what song's going to work next. So I think that, you know, going in with like a certain amount of preparedness is important. And then also being willing to go into that space vulnerable enough to be in a receiving space so that you can kind of collaborate with that opportunity or collaborate with that um like be basically be present be in the moment yeah i love that 
Well, do we have any final notes for the ending of this episode? Anything you want to add? Anything you feel like you did not get to say? Just happy holidays. And I know this year looks different for everybody, but if we can try to embrace some of the good from it and just have a great holiday. Try to. Yeah. I think the, I think, you know, just keep what's in front of you, what's in front of you, like try to stay present. That's the biggest thing for this year. That's the theme of this year. Just be present. Everything's changing so rapidly. Yeah. And I'm going to close it with if you or anyone you know is struggling with mental health to make sure that you are doing your best to reach out and make sure someone knows that you are struggling so that you can get support if you need it. Great one. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Spiritual Boss Podcast. We are so grateful that you listen. Please click to subscribe. And if you enjoy our podcast, we really would love for you to re- leave us like a, preferably a positive review that, so that more people can find us. But honestly, the more reviews we get, the better. So it's all good. <laughs> Be honest. Uh, we welcome emails, input, and comments. You can email us at spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram at the spiritual boss podcast. Peace in, peace out.